Welcome to the Core Life Podcast. My name is Oscar Magana, and this is our inaugural episode. Uh, today's episode, we'll be talking about fashion, uh, mainly men's fashion. Um, but in the 21st century, I've been realizing as a millennial, as a late millennial, and an early generation Z um, kind of person, you, I realized that brands and fashion have become a big influence when it comes to pop culture. Um, a lot of rappers and and musicians um, pride themselves on owning the big brands or owning like the best watches or the best cars. Um, so I, I I asked my friends uh, Hector, Anwar, and Juan to join me today for this conversation about just fashion in general. So how are you guys doing? Doing good. Doing great, man. Excited to be here. So uh, let me let me ask you first, Hector. What is your experience with um, just general fashion. Well, me personally, I'm a. It's always a hit or miss. Every season, every summer, every spring, every fall, winter, I have different styles that I mm-hmm. change up from. Um, so I can like big name brands, Gucci, Balenciaga's kind of stuff. But at the same time, I can just shit Forever Twenty One's having a nice sale on some nice clothes and. I'll be wearing that for the summer, you know? Okay. Um, fashion to me is, for me, is just, it's a lifestyle. Lifestyle? It, it, it's, it's about, uh, it tells a, little, a lot of a person, mm-hmm. you know, um, what your personality can be about. So that's, that's how I take fashion. For sure. I feel that. Um, I, I never really got into fashion like that. Basically, in the past, like, year and a half, I've been more self aware of what I wear. Um, it feels like you've been aware for a long time. Yeah. Um, but Anwar, what about you? Where where do you fall in this fashion world? What, what's your experience? Yeah, sure. Um, uh, for me, I think uh, I do have a little bit more passion behind it. I don't know. Uh, I, can, I can remember. I can remember um, being in the sixth grade and um, wanting to have some more input and and um having this idea in my head of like how I wanted to dress and how I wanted to look um at a young age I, I think I really understood personal branding if you will and I think that um more so than like a passion for clothes and like just wanting to like dress fresh I think I just I wanted my personal brand to be cool and attractive and you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I, I think uh, I'm, I'm a James Bond like <laughs> fanatic. I think James Bond is the coldest. So in terms of my particular style, I will say like when I wanted to in sixth grade, sit down with my mom and say, hey, this is the stuff that I like. This is the stuff that I don't like. Can we go and like, you know, switch up my style and then come in after winter break, coming in, you know, January or whatever of sixth grade and I having like all these new, you know, clothes or whatever. It was it was a really cool like sort of I don't know, I just I that's like a, a monumental moment for me that I always remember and I think that's really how I, I kinda got it going. It definitely was like a a little clean, cleaner, clean cut. I was a sweater guy. Okay. I watch all the rom coms. I, I admit it. I watch the rom coms, and 
I again, I just I remember uh, Channing Tatum and Rachel McAdams in um, whatever that movie is. It's gonna come to me, but he had this cable knit like white cream sweater or whatever. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And they had just like had a falling out. They broken up for like two weeks. And she pulls up on his apartment, and he's got this nice sweater, and he and this girl, she's sitting on his porch waiting for him to come home. And he pulls up with this friend of his, this girl, and they got coffees in their hand. He got his little cable in his sweater or whatever, and it's like, you know what I'm saying? I don't know. It was just like a dang, you know? And then he told his friends, like, yo, I got to handle this, so you got to, you know, go. And then he had a conversation with Rachel McAdams' character or whatever, and I don't again, like... I was like, I need that sweater. So my first kind of like seeing something, seeing a, a piece of clothing and then be like, oh my God, I need that. Yeah. So at a young age, I kind of had this like... That spark right there. You know, this passion for and, and like wanting to and caring about how I dressed and different things like that. And then, you know, style evolves and I still love that James Bond clean cut look, but I, I kind of like suits just as much as I like Jordans now and... It's evolved, but those that's kind of where it's cemented and started for me, for sure. Okay. I feel that. Um, in sixth grade, I fashion, I followed the fashion trend of getting baggy jeans and putting rubber bands. <laughs> so I, I, wasn't, I, I wasn't woke at that moment, but I definitely followed fashion trends, I guess. Yeah. Uh, Juan, what about you? Where, where, do you? where do you land on the fashion world? I think I'm a lurker, dude. I think that there's a lot about me that, given, given more time about... Um, like research and I definitely think I have a lot of confidence to pull a lot of things off Mm -hmm. but I just don't have like the energy I guess I haven't had the breakthrough moment like Mm -hmm. Omar has I haven't had like Uh, a you need to start doing this now the spark yeah I haven't had that spark yet but something in me like definitely like is conscious about what I wear what I do Um, I was reading this GQ article not too long ago and I forgot who wrote it I forgot who they interviewed whatever but basically, they said, like, it doesn't matter, like, how expensive your clothes are. If they don't fit you right, you're not going to look good. Yeah. So my priority always has been, like, well, at least for now, until, you know, I can splurge on myself a little bit, is get clothes that look right, and then you can make them look like $1,000. Yeah. That's, like, a really good um, starting point to get yourself dressed well. And then as far as, like, people that I aspire to, you know, my peers at work, um, other peers that I've had working before, uh, celebrities, Jonah Hill, people who are like, really outlandish and just <laughs> wear whatever and just pull it off. Yeah. Um, Ryan Gosling, classic style. Fire. Classic. Yeah. Um, Channing Tatum, like he was mentioning. Uh, Jeff Goldblum, old as hell, but still looking as fresh as hell every day. Oh, yeah. Google Jeff Goldblum. The dude's like, the dude's a dilf. He's a dilf, bro. Yeah. Um, No, I feel you, that one because I know you and me, we go thrifting a lot, and you have probably some of the luckiest, like, catches when it comes to thrifting. Like, you Mm -hmm. definitely, (laughs) this dude, you talk about thrifting, a thrifting god, man, talk to Juan. Yeah. And, I mean, as far as, like, taste goes, I think it's objective, but there's things, like, Onward's pointing out, like, just classic things, like a cable knit sweater that always look good. So, I think... That when I do have that spark moment, I know the essentials of what I need to buy and what I need to look for okay. to make myself look good. Because, you know, like, I can't wear high, not like high stack, like high, like shoes that go above my ankles, I can't pull them off. 
Because I'm, I'm under, because yeah. I'm under five seven. I make you look short. I make you look short. Yeah. So I gotta then I gotta like okay now I gotta cut my jeans at this ankle length so I don't look as short so I look taller. Oh. Things like that, dude. Like look at you. Like you I gotta like, like yeah. Psychologically, like people are looking, and the first thing girls always look at is your shoes. Yeah. That's the that's one of the main reasons I was like, damn, I need to start buying cool shoes. I need to like stop wearing, <laughs> I need to stop wearing slip on bands, dude. Like, bro, I had a moment um, freshman year. I asked this girl out, um, and I was wearing some. You talking high school? High talk- school freshman okay. year, high yeah. school. Um, I think my mom just recently bought me like these like bootleg like Vans. They're Zoo Yorks. Zoo <laughs> York. I am familiar. But like yeah. they, they basically were the, the you know the traditional band just but Zoo York. Yeah. And and they had the Zoo York like like um emblem or logo like padded all over around, you know, it was it was, uh, it was like nylon, right? And she looked at my shoes and she said Get she started roasting me, bro. She's like, Get show What are those? Like bro, she started roasting me, bro, but um no I definitely feel what Juan is talking about just you gotta it doesn't matter on the on the price tag but how you dress it because me personally in the summer I wear like chanclas. Right. I wear like you know the Mexican sandals and I dress You know them. those are in now. And they're in I started wearing them like religiously almost like four years ago. Oh, like my yeah. mom my every year my parents would go to Mexico and bring me a, a fresh pair. Like you can smell the leather and I would wear them with like, you know, some like chubbies or short shorts. Like I was obviously like in a fraternity, so I would wear like the Hawaiian shirts or yeah. like the the, <laughs> the vineyard. But like, every, like rather than wearing um, what's that? What's the boat shoe? Um, Sperry. Rather than wearing Sperry's, I wear chocolates. Right. And it'll still it'll still work. You know, I'll be grilling. I'll be doing everything. But my I started off with shoes. Like I believe shoes would make or break the foundation. Mm. foundation. Um, which would actually move to our first segment. Streetwear versus high fashion. Um, yeah. It seems like lately, um, most of, for anybody that's listening, um, we all work at Coach. And I've noticed that in Coach, they've been coming out with more streetwear shoes rather than like, you know, the, the traditional like classic look of like leather shoes, but they're coming out with more streetwear yeah. ready to wear. Where where do you guys see the 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 fine line between streetwear like um like Bape or, or Supreme to high end fashion like Versace and stuff like where where where's the where's where's the fine line where where do you or is, or is it there's no line you know is there all mixing up now where, what's your guys' take on it? I personally think there's no line. Um, if there is a line, it just comes down to materials. You know, both of them are, have their name for a reason. Um, Supreme has a, it's it's a skateboarding company. It it sponsors a lot of skateboarding um, skateboarding people. Um, they get decks, they get clothes, all of that. You have Louis Vuitton, where they're known for trunks, uh, travel big bags, their LV logo. They're, they're, it's more of a symbol, but the difference is you're, one is more streetwear. One is going to be more leatherwear, more mm. purses, more. It's, that's, that's the only line that I see. It's what's, what the act they're selling. Yeah. That's the only line I actually mm-hmm. see. Be, because there's not even like, the, the difference between the price tag is virtually the same now. Like you can get a Supreme hoodie for $600 or you can get a Louis Vuitton bag 
you know, for six hundred dollars. Like it's, it's the price tag. It, nobody worries about the price tag. To a degree, I, I I I agree with that. If we're talking retail prices, right. absolutely yeah. not. It's, it's mm-hmm. That's we're factoring the resale aspect of streetwear, which is uh, which is different than okay. you know than something like. Uh, I don't know. I, I feel like with Louis Vuitton, other designers like uh, your Gucci's, your Prada's, and things like that. There's a whereas if we're talking about streetwear brands, I think the way their business models are are laid out, it's they do limited quantities, so that's how they can continue to have that hype. Whereas maybe something like a a Gucci, you could walk up in that store. And though you know what I'm saying the shoes are sold out that day, but oh we we're gonna restock two, three weeks from now or you know what I'm saying? So the yeah. business models are a little different where like yeah. you can always go in and get that pair of Gucci's. When them bogos are gone, they're gone. You know, those when they do that spring little teal color, the little like pastel yellow that they're about to drop, the pastel greens, when those are gone, spring twenty nineteen is for for Supreme is over with. Now you have to pay that resale price. Whereas with those with those designer brands, um, you don't. I I think another thing is we're a little bit more hip and, and into the culture and, and streetwear is getting a little bit more known. My older sister, she just found out what Supreme was. Yeah. The other day, everybody and their mama know Gucci and Louis Vuitton and. You know, so I, I still feel like streetwear is 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 a tad niche, whereas whereas these designers are, are global. You know, I still feel like it's a tad niche. What we're seeing, though, kind of like, you know, with, with music, you know, hip hop is in right now. Hip hop culture is in. I would attach streetwear to hip hop culture mm-hmm. and we're at a time where hip hop is considered the number one most popular yeah, yeah. genre of music. That's right. Right? Yeah. So it's only smart that these designer brands take notice to that and stop making all them loafers. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Stop making all them button up silk shirts or whatever and drop some hoodies. Yeah. Drop some, hopefully not with nooses around them, but you know what I'm saying? Drop, <laughs> drop some hoodies. Yeah. yeah. Drop some some sweatpants and do a little, you know, a, a, an embroidery. Get a little graffiti. Go ahead and bring a Keith Haring in. Bring in a um, Nigel Sylvester. Bring in, bring in Mike Tyson. You know, like those celebrity T-shirts. Sean Witherspoon. You never seen them? Yeah, yeah. Madonna. Madonna. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? The Sopranos. Like uh, two two chains is having a collab with uh, Louis, right? With a shoe, I don't know. Or is it Versace? It's Versace. No, he, two chains. I think it might be Versace. Yeah, with Versace. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But you have different things like ASAP Rocky and what he's doing with maybe not designer brands, but name brands. If you think about what's going on with Guess or uh, he bought his whole click out and they did the Calvin Klein thing mm-hmm. with the jeans or whatever. So I think these well-established brands who can say they were established in 1941 I don't think Supreme might be able to do that. No. They're, no. Nine, they're 98. You know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah. So that longevity, that legacy that they have, that's, you know, global. And I think that's here to stay. And so um, what they can do is kind of bounce in and out of trends a little bit. So 
10 years from now, let's say hip-hop culture is whack, and we're now into maybe that country swag is popping. I'm just throwing something out. You know what I'm saying? What we're going to see from a Louis Vuitton, a Versace, a Gucci is cowboy boots, cowboy hats. Overalls. Overalls. You know what I'm saying? Is Supreme going to drop? You know, is Nike going to come out with, like, you know, are these, Bape is going to come out with with a... Country themed, right. you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. They're just streetwear, you okay. know. Which why again going back to my first niche, mm-hmm. right? Whereas a Louis Vuitton, a Gucci, a can are they're looking for the next wave. They're at a place where they can now go and ex- you know you start a business. We just selling shoes. Then once we get our loyal customers, okay, now we're gonna drop. Let's do shoes, but hey, let's drop some windbreakers. Right. Oh, let's you know expand. But if you start a bit, oh, we do men's, we do women's, we do, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Same food. Okay, let's just, we have the best smoothies or like the best burgers. Or, and then kind of, you know, you start with a food truck. You just do burgers. And then the food truck gets like super big. Mm-hmm. And now you you got all these cool, you know what I'm saying? Then you, you seen, expand. Now you do a restaurant. Yeah, you ever seen In-N-Out socks? They sell socks in the restaurant. You know what I'm saying? Like, when you start a restaurant, you don't start selling socks and shirts and, yeah, you know what I'm merch, saying? Merch. You got to be niche yeah. until you get that global, until you get big. Man. Then you can go and you can do whatever you want because you got that LV. You got that recognition. They know it's fire every time it drops. I still feel like streetwear is a little niche. Right. Okay. Yeah. They, they only t-shirts, hoodies, and sweaters and, and sneakers. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I, can't, I can't see them... You know what I'm saying? But YSL drops suits. Right. YSL, like, you th- they, they, they are so much more expansive, you know? Yeah. Not, I love streetwear. Not to knock streetwear. I'm just saying I think that's where the difference is, for me at least. Right. And how I think about fashion. No, definitely. And it's like, it's like a plug and go, you know what I mean? Like, Louis Gucci can do a, you know, a nice connection and do a collab with Babe and they drop something. But you yeah. know what? That's a done deal. That's all gone. And, What's my next wave? Yeah. yeah. You know? Yeah. And that's what he... Uh, his point of, like, food... Um, what was it? Like, a month ago, I head down to um, downtown Chicago. Walking around, looking... I'm going down Michigan Ave, you know, the Michigan Mile of stores and everything, right? And I'm noticing that Polo has its store downtown. Mm-hmm. And on the other end of the street, I noticed that it said Ralph Lauren Gr- Grill and Bar. Mm. And that threw me by a whole surprise, and it makes a lot more sense. When you go into, uh, into polo, you got nice, your uh, horse and the polo guy playing on the, like, their mm. logo and stuff. But another logo they use is that polo bear. Yeah. And I've seen a couple sweaters where there's a polo bear in a waiter's uh, suit, Mm -hmm. like, holding a martini glass, (laughs) or being a customer, well, like, you know, uh, business casual, with, like, a drink in his hand. And I didn't know, like, how it all tied until that day. I went inside that restaurant. I looked around. The servers are dressed like those polo bears on those sweaters. Oh, wow. <laughs> the waiters that are taking the food are dressed like them. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, that's very cool. Like, I mean, Polo I, has did a nice collab with Palace no long ago. It was one of the nicest ones, but at the same time, very expensive. These little things, a well-known established brand can make streetwear boom. Mm-hmm. 
Okay. You yes. know, yeah. Louis Vuitton did it with Supreme. Yes. It's a it's a store that was founded in nineteen ninety eight. That was literally the year I was born. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's a millennial brand, yeah. you can say. Yeah. And just with the a spark of Louis Vuitton, Supreme is out of the roof. Yeah. And, and it and it kind of it kind of introduces these older brands. He's like legendary brands to Absolutely. to a new generation to like, a new generation um, i went to the travis scott concert not too long ago here in chicago and i was seeing like you know you know suburb kids from like you know 12 13 14 years old but they're rocking yeezys and they're rocking um supreme like the supreme hoodie with like the louis like all over Supreme-y. like um and like there's no way they knew they they probably don't even know if Louis Louis really a a, a bag company. They they started with it as a bag yeah. company. They just right. know this hoodie was hot, and, yeah. and and they were they were on they were in line. They're basically um, online, ready for that. Just ready to put their their parents like credit right. card. But you got anything you want to add to this? I mean, I think the only difference was like accessibility, like what's on what was saying. Like, if you have a niche, you know your retail prices are gonna be whatever forty bucks, mm-hmm. and your um. Your resale prices are going to be like that six hundred you're talking about, which is the retail price of a Louis bag. Right. So it's definitely the accessibility. Where where do yeah. I access these goods from? Do okay. I access them from a retail, or do I have to suffer the consequences to get them at um, resale value? Mm. And if I'm paying resale, why don't I just get a luxury bag? You know what I'm saying? It's just. Um, sorry, it's definitely accessibility for me. Right. That's the big difference. Talk about accessibility. It's a perfect uh, segue to the next topic, hype. Hype is probably the most, or, or clout, you know, you can just talk, that's a new word for hype, clout. Where does, why would I pay $400 for the hoodie that originally cost 200 Why Why should I pay, like, for example, Hector, you were talking about that Supreme box hoodie, $600. Original price, what is it? like? It was running 160 160, 160. That, that's, that's, that's almost four times its value. Why? Why should? Why would you buy that? What? 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 What does it? How does that affect you? What? 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 The way it affected me is, the same way Anwar said it. Pop culture. Okay. Um. Another big thing is Latin trap for me. I come from, a Latin, you know, side of everything. Um and. You see all these people like J Bob and uh, Bad, Bunny. Bad Bunny, yeah. which is one of my favorite. You know, Probably the hottest uh, right now going. Mm, yeah. uh, you got Osuna, um, you got all of these Latin rappers um, that are with with in with this wave. Especially Bad Bunny right now is one of my favorite Latin mm. rappers. All I see in this uh, Instagram. Box logos. He's just chilling, you know, in like a five star hotel or his like million dollar house, and he's just chilling in a box logo. But that's nothing to him. That it's nothing to him. Right. But right. the hype is because of him wearing it. Yeah. People want it. People yeah. want to have his lifestyle. They want to be like him. They want to wake up wearing originally a hundred and sixty dollars sweater, but now it's going for a thousand dollars. Okay. Yeah. That's what hype to me is. That's what everybody wants. That drip, as a lot of people say, of those artists. Gotcha. I want. Is that a bad thing? See that that's is right. it is it a bad thing 
that because he has something, he he's wearing something, he's a he's a person of status. You know what I'm saying? Um, he's he's a, he's a superstar. He's a rap star. Right. He's a you know what I'm saying? He's he's a Latin trap star. He's that. You know what I'm saying? You you look. And you see how many he's likes like, he has, how many followers he yeah. has. You see he's on the news here. He's doing this, selling out shows. You see the cars, the clothes, you know what I'm saying? The girls, the whole lifestyle. And it's like, man, I, I want that. The most tangible way I can get to that is I could, I could, I could dress like him. Okay. I don't know if I can. I, I can't pull up in a Rolls Royce. I can't pull up in a Ray. Mm-hmm. I can't be in a... Eight million dollar home. You can rent it, but <laughs> I could do a little something, something here and there. I'd come up with four hundred dollars and and pop out with a nice, you know what I'm saying? It's collab, a little champion this, a little cap of that, a little, you know what I'm saying? Uh, 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 my homie gonna sell me these Gucci's on the low, whatever the case may be, and I, you know I can dress like them. Is is that bad? Is it bad that you know? People talk about our generation so much and social media this and social media that. Um, I am an advocate for social media. I do think you have to have a proper mentality on it. If you're not looking at it the right way, yeah, I, yeah. I, I can see how it can be negative and, and you know, not so great on a person. But if you kind of look at it, if you have a different mentality on social media, you kind of see it as a source of inspiration you see it as a um a new wave a, a opportunity where in terms of entrepreneurial endeavors like oh this is something people haven't tapped into you know the real estate game that they've been in that since hundreds you know for a minute they've been doing the real estate you know owning restaurants and different things right the social media this is new we only had this since like oh seven it's or wild west you know it's a wild go right, yeah. you know what i'm saying we finna go west and go get our gold to, mm-hmm. You know, digging for gold and, you know what I'm saying, this is like the social media version of that. Yeah, everybody's trying to get on that social media wave and find their gold or whatever. But with that, I think our generation especially, we we came up on not just social media, but reality TV as well. We just watch mm-hmm. other people live their lives and have these extravagant things and we just like watch it mm-hmm. instead of, you know, in some cases... Going out and actually creating that life for ourselves a little bit, and it's like, is is that bad? Hmm. Is it bad? Right. And that might have been two different questions. Yeah. The the one thing I was like, is it bad to be like, yo, he's a super fly guy. I want to be like him. I want to dress like him. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Is mm-hmm. is it bad to kind of have, you know, and and maybe be, um. You know what I'm saying? You want those clothes, maybe a predominant factor is the fact that because he warm. Mm-hmm. You might not necessarily like it. You might not necessarily, or you know, whatever the case may be, you might not have your own style. It's just that he wore it, so you want to wear it. I don't know, but like, it's that bad. And then on the flip side, just kind of watching other people's lives and them doing their thing on social media, is that bad? Or is, I mean, it's okay to watch a crap ton of reality TV and Ace Family on YouTube and all that stuff. I don't know. I don't think it's bad. I think value is determined by the the person who buys or who buys into it. Like, yeah. I, like, is it is that hoodie really worth six hundred dollars? Are the Kardashians really worth a billion? 
No, but the people who think that they are make them worth a billion, trillion dollars. Mm. Yeah. The people who think that the hoodie's worth 600 will pay for it. Will pay even more for it if it's more. You know what I'm saying? So it's really not about what other people think. It's what you think. Mm. Like if I put a potato chip on eBay for $600 someone buys it, then it's worth 600 of them. Beauty's in the eye of the beholder. That's what I'm saying. Right. Absolutely. Yes, it's something. So it's not bad. It's, it's not a, a tangible, quantifiable thing. It just is what it is. That's what hype is. See, one one thing, um, I I don't ever buy resale things. You know, if I if I if I can get it to the lowest price I can, because I'm just cheap like that. Yeah. I'll I'll try to get it. Um, but one thing I noticed, uh, and it's actually for my girl, is when we went to the Woodfield Mall, we went to the Morphe store, mm-hmm. and like this, the, all these different palettes. I already know like, where it's about to go. All these different palettes, but from like. And they're not even like, they're just influencers. People they're just that, like Instagrammers, right? Instagram and YouTube, yeah. Jeffrey Star, that, that one dude, um, he just became the big. Asian guy, Damon Rock or some shit. Like no, what's his dude? This is another dude. Um, but he just, he just. James Charles. James, James Charles. Charles. <laughs> he went to England. He He's stayed like, on my down, TV. Right? Yeah, the, the, the dude, the dude he, he started off doing makeup videos. Yeah. And now, now Morphe's collabing with him. Like, Have you seen, I've watched his house story. He's a millionaire. Yeah. Yeah. And, and like, I, I've seen videos where like, all these girls come for just the opening of the store. Yeah. And that's in- insane to me. Like, influence, like social media, yeah. it's, 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 like they tapped, in, they, they tapped into the makeup market. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and there's people, I've seen shoe, like shoe, um, shoe like rating people. Like they rate shoes and then like, I'll see them and they make their video when they go to the shoe, like sneaker cons. And people would just go to, to their booth. Yeah. Because right. they know this guy yeah. knows everything about the next they, season. Yeah. They trust him. They trust him. Right. So I'll say to that, I think that's the smartest way to market because you have this connection, right? Yeah. But then I'm going to say on top of that, when it's authentic, I think that's the best and most honest and um, moral form of marketing. Yeah. When it's authentic, when you've made a connection with somebody and yeah, it was online, YouTube video or whatever, but they're giving you their genuine opinion and you genuinely trust their opinion and they put you on to something. I think not only is that smart marketing, but that's also like good and honest marketing. And I think sometimes marketing, it it gets a bad rap. Sometimes it's not all lies. Sometimes it really is honest. Mm. But again, that's the that's the caveat. Like it has to be authentic. Mm. Regardless, though, it is the smartest way to to market that ain't nothing better than, you know, talking to somebody and word of mouth is the best way to get your business going to sell product, you know, Mm. and YouTube is like a. A way to Instagram, social media is a way to like have that word of mouth, but at a a much global scale. I really like that. So, moving to hype and 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 talking about collaborations. You know, we talked about the Morphia and the James Charles. Yeah. Um, Coach is doing Coach and Keith Haring. We've had um, Two Chains doing a shoe with Versace. Where why why we probably already talked about it, but it's becoming more popular that influencers. Get their. It used to go with celebrities. Celebrities like Kanye did Nike, and then he went to Adidas. Yeah. Um, you know, ASAP Rocky is doing Calvin Klein, but why would a company invest you know, in invest, a in, invest in an up and coming influencer? Like what? Sure. You like they 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 have a million followers, right? Or like they have like no. They even say like let's go to like the a starting point. It's, they only have fifty k, but they're growing. 1, 000, right? Dude, mm-hmm. like, we're talking the influencer only has fifty k. The influencer yeah. has fifty k, but like, 
Morphe's coming up and like, hey, we'll, we won't give you a pallet, but we'll, we'll sponsor you, you know, where, or um, Supreme will have like, hey, we see that you always give us good feedback on our, on our drop, we'll, we'll sponsor you. Why, why are these brands sponsoring or why people getting collabs? Like, what, what, what's, what's your take? And that's actually what he said that like naturally ties in with what I was going to say back to what Honor was talking about. The key word, marketing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. These big brands that want to sponsor these influencers, the pop culture, the artists, the collab-inspired uh, people, like the designers, it's all marketing. What is going to make my brand number one? What is it going to take for the consumer to pay top dollar for yeah. If he just has the the influencer as 50k. But you know what? Your Instagram is all about streetwear. You're getting heat up by Nike, Adidas, Reebok, Puma. Name well known name brands, but they're kind of low key at the same time. Like like you said that the Asian guy Brett Rock Brett Bretman Rock. 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 He yeah. just came out with a, a Nike commercial. A he, Nike he, commercial. He just came out. Absolutely. Nike. But like, I the way I know him is through Twitter, and he does goofy videos. Like, oh, right. oh, he's, that he's boy hilarious. is a fool. He that, had me rolling. He thought a wit. It's a rap. What he thought a wig. But, but yeah. But like, he's a Nike. Yeah. Yeah. He's a Nike, you know, runner. He can and, be an ambassador right. about certain things. To yeah. add what Hector's saying, it's because brands are becoming self conscious about who they sell to. Right. That's why they have to market to like, like trends. Like I need to market to woke people. That's what Nike's doing. They're just marketing to woke people. Mm-hmm. I'll hop in and I'll say, when you're in that kind of space as a company, I think as a as a company, um, and when you're that grand and large, you really you you tie in the culture, right? And who dictates culture is who's next up. They dictate culture, you know? So when I'm a marketing strategist for Nike, you know what I'm researching and digging into and finding more? The, the kids. What right. are the kids yeah. on? What are they doing? What are they, right? And the way our generation is, these are our, you know what I'm saying? These are our celebrities, are these are our, you know, our people that we, right? So there's that aspect of it. I think a, another big thing is it's like, there, well, there's two things, because there's something I thought of earlier that I really want to get into. But one of the things is that these particular celebrities are like, you You come to James Charles to learn, a, to you know what I'm saying? He he be just slaying his makeup. He you teaches know what I'm saying? you. He teaches, he teaches you. Right. He puts you on. He, he reviews. He, right? Rather than sponsoring a... Serena Williams, a now she's super inspirational, different things like that. But right. rather than sponsoring, you know, Jennifer Garner, rather than sponsoring uh, Isaac Gonzalez, different things like that. Like you like them because like they're pretty or whatever, they're cool, they interview well, they have a nice personality, and they're in like some of your favorite movies, right? So it's it's harder as a company to make that connection with Jennifer Garner, this person that you like because she just seems like a cool girl. And then make that connection to, you know, her being able to sell a product for you and then making that product and making that connection to your business. You know what I'm saying? So it's Jennifer Garner, her opinion, 
and then tying that to your business, right? Whereas you follow a James Charles, not because, oh, he's just some cool guy that I like and does cool. I follow him because I want to know about makeup. So you like, you, you don't have that middle, middle man, part man. of it. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. It's just straight. His opinion about makeup, my company. Rather than the whole like, oh, and I love him because he's this great actor. And oh, well, now I like him not only because he's a great actor, but because he's he does his makeup so well. Then connecting it to, oh, he does his makeup so well. And so he must know what good makeup is. And then connecting that to my company. Right. Whereas with the Jennifer Garner, like you have to tell that whole story. So, yes, she's a cool actress, but she's also this pretty actress who does her makeup and her first of all that's not very believable if you really get technical you know what i'm saying like she has a makeup artist someone right. doing her someone hair doing and so right but these these then this james charles comes he just started he's 2020 or something i right but he is like like the, the reason why i'm into james charles is not because he's in my favorite movie it's because he is does his makeup like. he's yeah. sick with the makeup you yeah. know what i'm saying so if he's sick with the makeup Rather than a Jennifer Garner, I have to tell you as a company, I have to tell you that she's beautiful and that her hair is flawless. Then I have to tell you the reason why her hair is flawless and the reason why she's beautiful is because of my company. Whereas with James Charles, we skip that step and it's just like, I don't have to tell you that James Charles is knowledgeable about makeup and that he does it and he slays his stuff. You know that already. All I need to do is figure out a way to get James Charles to tell you that the reason why he's slaying his makeup and it looks so great it's because of my company. Mm. So we, we skip that, that middle part. The other aspect and the reason why we're going into collabs is because me as an artist, I know my worth now. Y'all done got the musicians for pennies on a dime. I seen that. Mm-hmm. I, a, a million dollar slave. I seen them athletes, right? I'm not just finna be no sponsor. One, because I want to live my truth and I want to be authentic. I ain't, I ain't finna say... This, you know what I'm saying, Gatorade makes me run faster or whatever. Or these, sh- I, these shoes, you know, give me so much support and this and that just because just cause you pay me. Like, I got to be authentic if I ain't really feeling it. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. there's that aspect. And it's too, I'm getting more creative with my deals. Right. I need to get paid, cuz. <laughs> <laughs> I need to get paid, right? And then third, I'm multidimensional. I'm more than just an athlete who says that LeBron. Yeah. I'm more than just an athlete, right? I could I'm I have ideas about fashion. I have ideas about movies. I have ideas about about, you know, commercials and stuff like that. Michael B. Jordan, that's his commercial up at that coach. Right. That's a Spike Lee. That's he came up with the ideas for that commercial, right? So I'm getting more creative with my deal. And I'm sitting down with a brand. I'm like, you're not just finna sponsor me. You're not just finna throw me some money and a couple pairs of shoes and no. You finna pay me. Because you're sponsoring me, right? Mm-hmm. You finna pay me because I'm a director for this. You finna pay me because I designed the shoe. Mm-hmm. And you, you know what I'm saying? You finna pay. I'm getting multiple checks out of you because I know my worth. And I know that your product right. ain't selling without my face and my name on it. And I'm not going to put my name on something that I don't believe in and that isn't authentic. That I'm not like authentically into because I have to speak my truth. And to the company... That check is not even like breaking right. bank. They, right. They're just like, all right then. Like, right. It's just a fraction of what you're going to. You know yeah, what I'm saying? Instead of making out. 80% of the profit, the company gets like 60%. Now they still making bank. But now me as a, as that talent, as that, you know, celebrity, I'm getting my, my worth now. Mm-hmm. And I think people are like, 
You know what I'm saying? It's it's not it's no more like oh I'm gonna just send you my your make I'm gonna send you our makeup and you just no 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 you gotta pay me to do yeah. this review. Right. You know what I'm saying? As we be, be, when you first start out on YouTube, are you okay? Oh my god, I just got I just got some shoes. Somebody just sent me yeah. a hoodie. I didn't have to pay for it. Right. Yeah. At first, that's like so excited. It's like this hoodie ain't finna pay the bills. Yeah, I got a kid now. I'm married. I'm this. I'm that. Like you need to pay me, cause I know my worth. I'm selling hella products for you. But thanks for the hoodie, though. <laughs> thanks, for the, thanks for the hoodie. Keep sending them. Can I need send a it check though. with Blending. that. Yeah. Okay. You know. And then it's like I got ideas and this and that, and I want to be an entrepreneur. So I said, here's what we gonna do. You gonna stop sending me your makeup, right? And what we finna do is I'm, we gonna sit down and I'm gonna come up with my own palette, throw my name on it. Promote the hell out of that to my millions of subscribers. Right. It's a win-win for both of us because, you know, I'll know that the product that I'm actually telling them to buy is something that I support because it's mine. Right. Right? I'm not just going to give them and shit. And two, that legitimizes me. That's another thing. Being a reality star, you don't get no love. You a C-list celebrity. You don't have... What do they say about the Kardashians? They ain't got no real talent. Right. right. That's what they always say about the Kardashians. They ain't got no real talent. Let me tell you, Kris Jenner is a genius. Oh, jeez. But you know what I'm saying? That's what they say. So as a YouTuber, you've got, yeah, you've got the subscribers and you've got the, you know, you got money coming in. But the fulfillment, the fulfillment of doing something, legacy, right? You know what I'm saying? Because you're just going to be seen as some, some, gr- some girl, some guy who's famous for no reason, you know, who just makes these stupid videos in their house, in their bedroom. Yeah. But... When you, you, you can legitimize yourself, if you collab with that brand and you create something, you know, you're an entrepreneur now, you're a businesswoman now, you're a boss, you know, beep, you know what I'm saying? You, you, you know what I'm saying? Well, yeah, you're- and and I, I think that's why collabs have, right? And so then influencers have proven, yo, when we do these collabs, it goes up. Mm-hmm. So now the big guys and the Louis Vuittons are noticing that. The Versace's are noticing that, right? It's, it was the little people that were doing the little collabs or whatever. Now it's the big guys, right? And you got YouTubers that are working with L'Oreal Paris. Oh, yeah. You got, you know what I'm saying? No more Mac oh. and no more right. Naked. Yeah, right. No the more Urban Decay. Yeah. Urban awesome. Decay. Them little, mm-mm. L'Oreal Paris calling up Lydia E. Mellon talking about come do this. You know what I'm saying? Desi Perkins is getting... Phone calls and she working with Givenchy on a lipstick and yeah. they flying her out, her and her man out. They doing a a a, a three day in Anguilla on a boat in there. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Givenchy putting them on to their new ma- right, mm. right, right. So they they want that fulfillment. Like they want the fulfillment. I'm not trying to be no little C list celebrity that everybody thinks that I'm famous for no reason. And, you know, I, I think. That's why they're so into seeking those deals. So it's proven to be, you know, we we have these. Yeah, you know, if if that if, I'm going based off your 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 opinion, right? The high end fashion brands, they 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 look at 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 all these like younger people, you know, influencers, and like, all right, we know what to do. And this is the next segment. Why would a Gucci, Prada, and Burberry come with, and 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 blame ignorance on the fact that they came out with a, a basically blackface or or, or racist like why you know like why where where's like can can we give that company like the benefit of the doubt were they really ignorant 
And I just I re- before we came here, I researched it. Now they have their the part department of of culture and 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 you know they they they're basically mm-hmm. making it like right, right. we we learned our lesson. Why where where where's that? To, where why do you think it was it really ignorance or, or was it like a a a, a, a stunt? You know. Because when I asked you, Hector, you, you didn't know about it. Right. And, I mean, it's shocking, yeah, for sure. I mean, as you can tell on social media, all over the news, it is something controversial. Uh, like, it's... Controversial. Controversial. And... It's probably not their intention, but it's obviously the people that went through it that have the PTSD of when they went through those those times and seeing all of that it's always stuck in here in that it's always stuck mm. so once you see something that looks like it then you give out your opinion you know obviously a lot of people do share similar opinions and some don't gucci didn't mean to just oh hey i'm gonna do a uh, a hoodie that's gonna cover half your face and have big red lips and emphasize that that's gonna be a black person no um, they just probably did it, you know, maybe for the cold weather, you know what I'm saying? They just so have you, masks, so, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. I'm not with them, but at the same time, that's probably not their intention, you know? It is obviously not correct. You could have gone a whole different direction with it and save yourself from all the negativity negativity you're getting and you could have just saved yourself from all of that. But I, they went that route and... They're at yeah. that point because of what they decided to do. Yeah. What, what do you think, Juan? So to add to that, because people are so, like, you know, Twitter fingers so fast, you know, like, right. to say something. You know, that's fine. Everyone's entitled to their opinion. I can't tell you that your feelings are wrong because they're yours and you own them. Good for you. You know what I'm saying? But if you decide to do something that you think is going to be like, ah, people won't get mad, and they do, I think that's really changing the view on good. any publicity is good publicity. Right. I think that's becoming totally false now because, like, with that Shane Dawson video about Chuck E. Cheese pizza, mm-hmm. now they got to, like, let everybody know that their pizza ain't recycled. They got to do two videos a week saying, like, look, this is how we make our pizza. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? They can't just be on the, yeah, everyone knows about us because they think we recycle pizza. So if, like, a clothing brand, like Gucci does something bad, they got to react immediately. And it might have not been their intention, but they still got to do something about it. Because your know, blackface is more of a a negative culture in, in in the U.S. mainly. Oh yeah, obviously. So these Italian Italian uh, brands don't know it. Like Burberry's English, and they did the noose. Mm-hmm. You know they um, yeah. Prada did little small blackface um, bears as like for like you know um, for the their bags. Charm, yeah. You know like charm, just bags, and, yeah. and then Gucci was the one that really was like they just went out and said. You know, here's the lips and pitch black. It wasn't even like a, a, it was pitch black. And a lot, and I actually found this through Twitter. Um, and the opinion or the theory is that the high-end brands are thinking that, you know, black people and, and you know, the Hispanics and, and, you know, the main minorities are lowering their value. Make me, and, and. And for the for the Caucasians and, and for the Asians, they, they don't like they don't want to wear 
this because the you know black people are wearing it so they wanted to associate i saw this on twitter twitter this is a theory yeah. like is that true is that it's like do do they want to like push themselves out cuz they you know a prada or a gucci won't yeah. won't fall because of this but if they keep adding to this you know play of all oh, we're ignorant i'm sorry sure. like what they they will eventually fall but this one stunt won't kill them you know they knew that yeah um you know uh there's a guy's name is killer mike he's a rapper <laughs> Um, he's been all over. He's been doing a press run. I've seen him on the View. I've seen him on the Real. I've seen him on a couple of things. Uh, he's got a show called Trigger Warning. I want to say it's called on yeah. Netflix. Mm-hmm. Um, he says he owns a barbershop. As he's a rapper, yeah. he's he does a whole bunch of stuff. Owns a barbershop. He's having a conversation um, with some black um, business owners who actually own a you know fashion boutique. And they definitely concur with that, and they actually think it it, See, it is on purpose. You know what? I, now you now you talk about it. I think it was Killer Mike. I think it was. I think it was a clip of that show yes. that mentioned yeah. that they wanted to associate themselves with urban culture. So essentially, what it is, and and. If you think about it, you think about it, you can see how that actually could very well be the case. Because we also see it, we also see it in the Nike commercial when they did with the Kaepernick. Yeah. They knew people were gonna get mad. They knew yeah. they were gonna. Right. And 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 that probably might have been the last moment where like yeah. bad publicity is still good publicity because, you know, racist people Maybe. right burned their shoes, but their their stocks almost tripled in value. Yeah. And pe- and people bought more. And Nike. there was a store in I wanna say Nevada that after the whole Kaepernick thing decided to not sell any Nike in the store and three Durant months later business. he had yep. the he went out of business. business. Um but yeah so Killer Mike he sits down with this guy and he's like, Hey, um how do you feel about this? What do you think? And and uh the consensus is absolutely um when a certain group of people start to wear the clothes and the and the gear that much they begin it like when you think of Gucci you now think of a particular type of person wearing that mm-hmm. right and so now their brand becomes attached to the people who wear their clothing and that particular because again they they're doing the streetwear thing cuz it's popping right now but they make loafers yeah. And handbags <laughs> and button up shirts and thong flip flops and things like that. You know what I'm saying? In in big old box, right? You know what I'm saying? Now they're doing hoodies and sweats and sneakers with embroidery on it, and it's just so happened to tap into our culture. And it, it there might be something to say about that. That there might be some truth to the fact that they're they're they do these things to kind of push us away. You know, people from those communities away, so that's how they can keep their brand intact. There might be some truth to that, right? Um, Because if you look at a designer brand such as Coach, right? What Coach has done is they made designer affordable. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah. they've made designer affordable. So when you think of Coach, that brand gets attached to affordable. And it's really, really, really hard as a company to be luxury and affordable. Yeah, that's so hard to to keep that brand intact and not have one overpower mm-hmm. the other. The other, right? And so, Coach is not seen the same way as Gucci, as Louis Vuitton. It's a level below, right? It's a level below. Because, you know. And it, I, not so. Yes, the price has the factor that in, but it's the people wearing coach. Right. You know what yeah. I'm saying? 
not everybody got that Gucci. Not everybody got that YSL. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Not everybody got the, the, Louis. the Louis Vuitton, you know? Mm-hmm. But everybody got it. Have the coach, right? Like Michael Kors. Or- so that hype mm-hmm. is, you know what I'm saying? It affects the brand in a way. Yeah. So you can, you can see, you know, Louis Vuitton or Gucci is probably looking at that. It's like, yeah, we can't. We're not trying to be watered down. You know what I'm saying? We couldn't be affordable or... No, we finna charge $2,000 for a sweater. You know, you know what I'm saying? And they're gonna so, buy that. So in that same mentality, they could say, ooh, we don't want our brand to be associated with that. Right. We want to stay, you know, here, right? Mm-hmm. We want to stay up here. And I, I think I, I, could, I, could, I could see it. It actually, you know, the way he breaks it down especially, I, I could see that really being something that they do. Regardless, regardless, this really highlights. You think about H and M; they had the little kid and the oh yeah, the yeah black kid. You know what I'm saying? This has been happening for a minute now. Yeah, right. you don't see what happens with H and M and say, hmm, let's not make that same mistake, right? So I, I don't care. I don't care if you're based in Italy. I don't care if you're based in whatever. This is your customer. This is a demographic that supports you. I think it was uh, what was it? They they didn't. A Chinese ad. Yeah. What was it? Something Gabbana. You're right. Dolce and Gabbana. Dolce Gabbana came out with um, a racist because they're Italian, so they they had a, a an Asian woman eating spaghetti with chopsticks. And, yeah. And and what what the Chinese did was they they threw all their Gucci uh, their uh, Dolce Gabbana's uh, gear. And they stopped shopping at their stores, and they had to they had to close down like a majority of their stores yeah. in China. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I, I think it's a problem. I I think when 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 you're a, a a global brand like that, when you have such influence and power, with great power comes great responsibility. Oh, no, sure. You have a responsibility to respect and and uplift all of these cultures and communities that you sell to and support you. Mm-hmm. You know how do you do that? Well, you need to put people from those cultures and those communities. And positions of power within your company, so that's how you can make sure that everybody that you everybody is is in, included in those conversations. You know, right. yeah. it, there wasn't nobody, you know, that looked like me that was in that room when that noose <laughs> idea came right. about. No, yeah. I know for a fact, yeah. right? Yeah, you know, the black community is a trillion dollar spending power. Trillion dollar spending power. Respect our dollar. We'll support you and all. We know we support. We wear your stuff. We rap it in the songs. We. It's like right, it's like dang. It's just like a whole slap. It's like y'all really don't care about us. We show y'all so much love, and it's like it's like dang. You couldn't come to my birthday party. You know, think about a friend. You know what I'm saying? It's like I do all this stuff for you and all that, and I'm like, damn, you don't never show me no love yeah. back. If that's how it feels. Like, damn, they really, they really don't care about us. Oh, for sure. And I totally agree. So, taking all this information, I'm Buddy, who just shops in Target, yes. Walmart. I was hoping we get to this. I might um, splurge on myself and go J.C. Penny or Kohl's. Yes. Why should, as an average man, go and buy? It doesn't have to be luxury, but go and maybe splurge a little bit. Maybe buy a hundred dollar. You know, pair of shoes because I only buy loafers mm-hmm. from Target. Mm-hmm. Why? Why should I do this? Why? 
Where, 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 does, where does this value for the average man come from? This is going to go back to the collaborations yes. thing. But when influencers go on with companies because they got to fulfill that gap that that company is looking for, that that Morphe is looking for, like, how do I market to 15-year-old girls who I don't know anything about? Let me get Jeffree Star. Oh, shit. So when people see influencers that they can relate to, when people see artists that they like, or that they see themselves in, collab with a company like Coach or something, then they'll be like, all right, I'm gonna buy it because this wallet that has Keith Haring's signature on it says that I'm, I like his art, that I'm pop art, that I'm this and I'm that. And now it also says that I'm, you know, I'm a little bougie when I wanna be, mm-hmm. when I pull it out and pay for my, my goods and services. So when the average Joe sees, I don't know, whatever you want, whatever is popping right now at Target, um, he'll buy it, but if he sees it somewhere else, he'll be like, man, I really want that that shirt or those shoes. You know what I mean? Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah. Because when that Keith Haring came out, I was like, I want to buy all this shit. And I was telling like Maritza at work, I was like, I need all this shit for me. And she's yeah. like, who is this guy? And I, <laughs> I had to like, go on this whole rant like, about he's like my favorite artist and shit, and like, he influenced me. And, then I, and I was like realizing, like, damn, like, Coach really got me. Like they really got me wanting like everything in the store right now. Yeah. Right. So that's how they get you, dude. But what 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 would you say to the average man, Hector? I mean, it all comes down. I mean, yeah, you know, you can buy your stuff at Target. I mean, me personally, I've learned it the hard way too. Um, I can get a belt that's gonna do the same job as a nine hundred dollar belt I bought. Uh, I bought a couple years back. Right. It's gonna do the exact same job. Hold your pants. Yep. Yeah. $900 can do it. $20 can do it. Yeah. The only thing difference is obviously quality. I mean, you're getting definitely a cheaper leather or, you know, something a little more synthetic. $900 is going to give you, you know, real calf uh, leather from cows in Italy. They should have right. killed the cow in front of me. That's <laughs> right. Like, I mean, they can probably say, you know, this cow just came from the slaughterhouse and we just got the yeah. fucking leather. You know what I'm saying? Like, you're getting the quality you're getting, it's definitely going to be there. That's why the price is there. Mm-hmm. Um, but you can, um, how I said earlier, you know what I'm saying? I, I shift my, my wardrobes quite often, depending on what season I'm in. Um, I can definitely find some good deals at, you know, H&M, you know, Juan likes to go thrift shopping and you can definitely, and you've said it before, you know, you find steals, you, you find a J crew jacket at the thrift uh, thrift store for $2 and Mm -hmm. retail of it, it was 90, hundred bucks, you know, um, it just comes down to how you feel about quality. That's how it comes down to me. You might be tired on more from talking like what what what's your opinion on the average man? Where why should Buddy from that shops at Kohl's go and, and go out there and get himself a J Crew J, uh, sweater? Why should he get absolutely. you know a coach bag? Yeah. Absolutely, absolutely. No, I'll say uh I'll say first I'm glad the conversation shifted more towards personal style and mm-hmm. you know, stuff for the everyday guy because I think we can really like, you know, kinda make Getting a dent home. in something, you know? Um First and foremost, I I will definitely, um, I'll put, yeah, I I do think in terms of quality, what Hector said, it is that that is a big thing. Um, 
I'm an investor. I'm an entrepreneur. So um, for, for, for me, um, for all of us, we come from disenfranchised communities. We come from marginalized people. Mm-hmm. Um, we should be having conversations about money and finance. And um, um, we should be having conversations about assets versus liabilities. Mm-hmm. Right? Right. And um, I say one thing about me is almost every pair of shoes that I own it's a hype shoe. I would not allow myself to go in and buy a regular GR shoe. Why is that? Because I can buy that shoe, it's gonna hold value. I can then go and trade that shoe in, I can sell it, I can do, I can wear a shoe. I have some shoes that I could wear, sell them for more than what I paid for. Right. Mm-hmm. right. They are now investments. This is not a shoe anymore. This is an asset. Right. This is something that I own that can make me money. If I fall on hard times, I can look in my closet and I can see I have $10,000 right here. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I, can, I can do that. Oh, this Supreme hoodie, this BOGO. Oh, and then I'm set a babe joint and then I'm a no 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 You know what I'm saying? Ownership, right? So there's that aspect of it. There's that aspect of it. Um, and you buy things not only of quality, but you buy things of hype that have value and that will retain their value. That's a, that's a big thing. Another thing is you buy something of quality, especially if we're getting into more formal wear and menswear and um, thinking about dress shoes and suits and stuff like that. I'm going to buy this one suit. I'm going to have it forever. You know, a leather jacket, have that forever. You know, certain loafers and things that, you know, you spend a couple extra hundred dollars You'll have it forever. Just make sure you take good care of it. Different things like that. So in terms of the money aspect, I do think you'll see the economics of it. It it is more beneficial to spend a little bit more than to spend less. Now, in terms of, oh, I need Gucci, this, that, or that to be fresh. Myth. Absolutely not. Going back to to Juan's point, it just got to fit nice. I think when you get to... That epitome of style is when you you always are looking your best, so you don't chase trends. Right. Um, I'm a five A guy. Mm-hmm. Um, for me, that would mean every single pair of, of of trousers or pants or jeans that I own are of a of a mid rise to a high rise yeah. to elongate me to make me look longer. Absolutely. Um, my entire wardrobe would be monochromatic. You know what I'm saying? I would live in, like, I would wear all blue fit, all black fit, all gray fit. Different shades, different materials, some cotton, some, you know what I'm saying? I'll do leathers or suede or whatever. But, you know what I'm saying? That's the epitome. That's when you're going to look your your best. You know what I'm saying? You want more layered looks if you're a heavier set guy because it'll, you know what I'm saying? It'll kind of dilute rather than having just, like, a real tight T-shirt on. Now it's really kind of accentuating, you know, whereas if you do a layered look, you can actually like break all those different things up. And now you're not looking like this one big sort of silhouette. You're more tailored and cut. You know what I'm saying? So I I think you should invest in time rather than these expensive garments. You should invest time into figuring out why you right Mm -hmm. and why should you invest why should I take time into thinking about how I need to dress? Why can't I just walk up in Target, pick up a shirt when I need a shirt, pick up some socks when I need some socks, pick up some new pants when I... 
Because personal branding is everything. Right. Yeah. It's <laughs> I love how you just it's, like it's everything. Especially now. The personal suspense. branding is everything. Yeah. yeah. It's everything, man. If if you can make people if they look at you and they think you're smart, they you can lead you know what I'm saying? They look at you and, and they think highly of you, you can lead those people. You know, they'll listen to you. They'll respect what you have to say. You know? It's you know, it maybe it sh- there can be arguments made that you know society shouldn't be so much on how you look and actually what's up in here, what's mm-hmm. in your brain, what are, what are you actually right? But that's just that's just not the way that's it is. Hard. That's just how it is, right? So you gotta adapt to that. You know what I'm saying? Right. You said uh, you, you know you might not have been too into fashion, but a year ago something kind of you know you got yeah. into it more. You're saying you're still kind of finding still that. Still kind of finding it. So right what now. can you say to fellas that are still trying to find that? What what happened to you? What what went in your head that made you say, "I want to start dressing better," or or I should start dressing better? Damn, the question's going to the host. Yeah. Um, I got fried. As you know the, what, I'm <laughs> what, what would you tell one? Yeah. Like what? Yeah. I got fried. As That's a, like as, as, crazy. A, as an average, you know, but you know, buddy who recently got woke with fashion is is definitely true. Is, is I like the first thing is. I like where I hated jeans, and now I like jeans because they, they fit me well. And I found out that slim cut. You just gotta invest time. Ra- to ra- find rather out. than straight cuts, was a better look for me. Yeah. And 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 I and you know I just started looking at at, at I became more invested in Instagram. And it, mm. this whole episode talks about you know we, we we circled around this finding of your own style and and finding like you know some people might invest in hype and some people might just invest on their personal views and things um but you know we're coming towards the end uh what can we see in the future of fashion where 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 we're in 2019 where where's 2020 where's 2025 gonna look what, what do you guys think we're gonna look like kanye rags or are we gonna have the most fashionable larger uh, or, or we're gonna have like the neons and the stuff like that larger men's sections and stores um but actually more online shopping Online shopping, yeah. e-commerce, shopping. for sure. But larger, larger men's section and stores, and and a lot more guys getting into fashion earlier, and and a mm-hmm. lot more guys caring about how they dress and different things. Women expecting more from men in fashion. Mm-hmm. You know, I think ladies kind of like, oh, you can just wear your little slides and your sweatpants and your socks. Yeah. And I think ladies are gonna be expecting men to kind of. Bring bring that game, bring that A game with with clothing and stuff like that. But yeah, I, I do see a lot more emph- emphasis being put on men and men's fashion. Where do you think the future of fashion going? I mean, I definitely see Anwar's point of view. Um, coach, I work there. Um, sometimes I get really frustrated because it's like we personally work at the outlet store, so it's factory made. And retail has some very nice, nice things. And when we get some transfers from retail that didn't get sold, well, fuck, it's 90% or 98% of it, it's all women's. Mm-hmm. And where's all the men's stuff? Where's all the men's stuff? So larger men's. Larger men's. Yeah. I, as m- for me, like when I I didn't say what triggered me to liking fashion, I was what middle school a little bit, but then freshman year high school. 
there was days that I would go into school wearing a suit and I had no presentations. <laughs> I had no important things to display besides the liking of a suit. There were those people that I ran like, that like Naruto, and there were those people that wore the suits. <laughs> yeah. The, the, those are the, and you and Arm were the, the, you and Arm were the suit guys. I started a thing called uh, Bowtie Wednesday in, yeah. in high school, and I had the, the principal got on it, all the male teachers got on it. The superintendent of our entire school district, did it. He, he wore a bow tie, and he came in, and so. Yeah, influential, and then at the local level. Yeah. Juan, where do you think the, the future of fashion is going? I think definitely what I want to talk about is that we're going to see a lot more online curated men's stores that aren't necessarily you know excluding women but definitely are focused on the male um audience and i definitely see more guys taking care uh, of themselves not just in fashion but like health fitness you know Mm, hygiene. 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 Get a haircut. Wash your haircuts <laughs> once a month. You know, get rid of that swamp ass dude. <laughs> swamp ass. Um, yeah. Just guys taking care of themselves more, dude. That's definitely going to be it. Yeah. I feel that. Now let's turn to the host. What do you think? The host? Damn, bitch. I think. <laughs> I think. Um, I, I'm going. See, my, fa- my ideal fashion is different because I'm more of a. Not conservative, but I do like the. The classic dad look. I, I'm I'm actually more with on where I like the sweaters. I like I, I like a good knitted sweater. Oh, I like no, 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 no. I, I used to wear a lot of khakis. So I stopped wearing Dude, khakis you know now. You should look up um, how fishermen used to dress. Yeah, classic khakis, blue cable net sweater, blue beanie. They look good. But like and I'm actually fishermen. I'm actually more into the newer James Bond. So like just a oh, nice yeah. a nice white but like button. I don't, I don't like ties. But I like, you know, to my towards my nipple, like that button right there. Yeah. I like yeah. that. I like showing a little chest. Even though I don't have chest here, I like, you know, with a nice gold chain. Yeah, yeah, I like yeah. a nice classy business casual look. And I think I don't think high fashion is gonna blow up anymore. I think it's gonna they're gonna stale out. But I think the middle part, I think the middle the the business casual is gonna blow up. Never know. And I and I and I think it's because more millennials are freelancing themselves. And, I, and, and they don't want to wear a tie. And you don't want to wear a suit. They don't want to wear, you know, they want to wear the blazer, but they're going to walk into the, the to the, to like the meeting room, talking to, to a company that's going to contract them, wearing a nice khaki, a nice khaki shirt. And I think that's going to be more, as, as millennials take this social media and become more freelancing people, mm-hmm. that's, that's the future. That's the future of things. Um, but now we got to wrap it up. Juan, before we go, where can we find you? What, what are you doing? Right now, uh, right now I'm just drawing. You can see all of them on my little gallery on Instagram at Juan.ai. Uh, more to be coming soon. I'll get more experimental, and hopefully I'll get uh, more clients to work with, and uh, we'll take it from there. Anwar, where what are you doing? What can we find you? Uh, um, well, you can find me on my gram, um, Anwar underscore Asante, A N W A R underscore A S A N T E. I'm kind of into fashion, so I, I do a little thing or two on the gram. You can check me out. And then otherwise, you know, I'm just an entrepreneur. I actually, I, I run a social media marketing agency. So <laughs> this was kind of like my, this was a good uh, topic for me to hop on. But yeah, definitely catch me on the gram. I follow back. Okay. And Hector, where, what are you doing? Where can we find you? I mean, definitely, I'm, uh, you can find me at Coach for sure. <laughs> <laughs> Eat, sleep, and Big facts. Coach. Big facts. Um, 
Get so slide in, you know. I can always, you know, help you out, find what you need in there. Um, follow me on social media. Uh, it's Hector P underscore CR7. Yeah, yeah. Favorite side player. Yeah. Find me there. Um, recently, uh, I've been planning on doing a little bit more uh, traveling, so I've been trying to put my hobby into play of photography. So, okay. Okay. Um, couple pictures coming in soon that I have ideas for. So, follow me on Instagram and definitely get that follow back for sure. Okay. And to wrap it up, my name is Ostrom Gagne. This is the Quarter Life Podcast where. Millennials and Generation Z people just come and, 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 and mash up ideas and talk about topics that are, are probably hot. Um, you can find me. Well, obviously, you're gonna, I'm going to add, you know, if you're listening to this, you probably know where I'm at. But um, OscarMC25 at Twitter. On Instagram is Oscar underscore MC25. I do a lot of photography as well. I'm getting into writing, screenplaying, um, vignettes, as you say. But um, podcasting is going to be the next um, milestone for me and we're probably gonna hear a lot from these guys these guys i'm gonna invite these guys more often for other different topics but um, hopefully we'll get different guests and different points of views of where we're going next so um see you next time bye